his eardrums were scientifically altered for world peace. His ears are more finely tuned than yours or mine. He can listen to a podcast from a mile away. He is the most dedicated podcast fan in the world. I do not always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Touch and Bomb Network. Keep listening, my friends. Welcome to Geekish Cast. I'm Doug. And I'm Jeremy. Thank you for joining us. So what did you think of Captain Phasma? Uh, I'm hoping she comes back and actually lives up to the reputation. You know, it, it's I I want to see her with that. You know, is that going to be part of a, of a second story? Is that going to be Finn's arc where he he frees the other stormtroopers, where he tries to find more that are willing to defect? Does you know is that his mission coming up? Because we really don't Ooh. know where he's going to go. That would actually be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I see the second movie is, you know, now we have open territory. Now we're going to get the new cool planets we never thought of before. And Finn needs a mission. Yeah. Well, and Finn can defect. Why can't the other guys? Well, they absolutely could. And what do you think going forward? There's going to be an all-out war, not between the Resistance and the First Order, but between what's left of the Republic and And what is left of the Republic. (laughs) Well, and yeah, so... I think that's something that walking out of the film a lot of people don't realize is that the Republic was destroyed. I'll tell you what, I had to actually go and get third party material to figure out what the hell just happened. Every you know, every time because they're like, Oh, they're gonna blow up the Hosnian system. Right. And everybody goes, Oh my god, the Republic. Okay, so is that all the Republic is, is those four or five planets? I know the Capitol was on one of them. The Capitol and, and I know that the Because uh, when you know, as you're watching the story Suddenly, the camera's down on planet side. You see this this young African American woman with some aliens around her, and they're looking up the sky, and it's the end of the world kind of thing. But you, as the viewer, have no connection to these people at all. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's, there's no empathy for them. You don't know who they are. You know they're about to get fried. But there's a missing scene there again, and it's it's that that's Leia's envoy or something to the Republic. That that's who that lady was. So. Well, that's the yeah, thing. We, I, I don't think they make it clear enough that it's, you know, the Republic just got fried. So, you know, the First Order is licking its wounds, but the Republic's even probably in worse you know, shape. Right. So the way the way I assume it, and they, they're really not clear on this, apparently the Republic fleet is very, it's very small, and they have a disarmament treaty with the First Order. And this is, again, I had to go third third hand to get this. So the First Order is building Star Destroyers way off out in the Outer Rim that nobody knows about. And Leia, believing that the First Order is militarizing when they shouldn't, she starts the resistance and goes under First Order territory with that handful of fighters. But I'm talking, that was a small group of fighters. Right. So the Republic doesn't have much of a navy, but they do have one. But it's around that capital planet when it gets struck. 
Right, yeah, because you see like five or six larger ships getting fried as the planet mm. gets destroyed. Exactly. And, you know, something that bothered me that I really didn't pick up to the third viewing was how the Star Killer fires, that it's not... It doesn't seem to be like the old Death Star, where the Death Star had to go to the system and then, you know, and then fire upon the planet and get lined up. This thing shoots through hyperspace at other places. Yes, and they're actually... They call it a hyper-laser cannon or something, and then they even actually say, we don't know what to call it. Yeah, that's the, that was the thing, and I didn't catch it. I don't think I caught it the first two times I watched it. But what I didn't understand, apparently the Starkiller base must move because... It has to, because it burned up its sun. Exactly, so that means it fired <laughs> once, so one sun was right. already burned up, yep. and then fired again, and we saw that sun go out. Maybe it was a warmer planet until it has to keep moving around. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an ice planet originally. Yeah, it was a... It was a... Uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a conifer, you know, tree lines and stuff. Oh, it was covered... You know, it was a beautiful forest. Yeah. Did you ever find out how many kills it takes to be declared an ace in air pilot or air combat? I think it was five. It was five. So that means in this one that, movie, you know, by by like World War Two standards or World War late World War One, I, I believe it was five. Yeah. So in this one movie, Poe Dameron becomes a triple ace. Yeah, double just in that one pass. Yeah, that was one hell of a pilot. <laughs> Somebody told me that he was a, confirmed. Yeah. Well, that, Wikipedia says so, so it must be true. Unless a guy who wanted to get to Ace but only had five kills edited yeah. last. <laughs> but um, apparently, this I'm going off on a lot of speculations. Since I've watched the movie, I've now listened to the audiobook, and I bought the visual dictionary as well. Um, I just got that also. Yeah, the visual, I love those. I mean, I get they're for eight-year-olds. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, know, it, it it came in from Amazon, and I quickly kind of hit it. <laughs> yeah, it's one that I just keep kind of like pouring that back through. Cut away one too. <laughs> oh, uh, that one looked cool. I haven't bought that yet. I've actually this is going to sound stupid. I'm waiting for Amazon to get. Do you remember the He Man and the Masters of the Universe? The toys. The yeah. toy lines. Yeah. yeah. When those first came out, they had little mini comics in them. Right, and in those, He Man was like a barbarian with a laser gun, and he gets these magical armors and things, and it was very much more like sword and sorcery style before the cartoon came out. Right, right. So they've put together all those mini comics in a hardbound edition, and that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, the thing is, when I first found out about it, they were out, so I put it in my ordered box, and then I said, "Well, maybe I'll look at a used one," and they're seventy-five bucks used. So I'm I'm holding off. I'm not buying anything until I decide if I can get that book or if I'm going to buy it. Just go ahead, bite the bullet, and buy the expensive one. But I was looking at the Cutaways Star Wars book, and that looked really cool. Yeah, I picked up that. And I got the uh, Before the Awakening. I haven't read it yet. Did you read Aftermath? No, not yet. I, I actually I haven't read in years, and it's one of those like this is making me want to read again now I gotta figure out how to get the time to do that well, that's always the fun part <laughs> Aftermath is I got the audiobook. I'm a I'm a salesman in day to day life so I spend 8 hours so a day so you can drive and listen exactly so I can read while I drive and um, you know Chuck Wendig the guy that wrote it my wife and her sister are both writers and they love his stuff they read his how to write books and I've read some of his articles. Usually, find him an entertaining writer. For me, this aftermath is one of the most god awful pieces of shit I've ever been exposed to in my life. It's worse than it, than it's worse than Kevin Dean Anderson or uh, what's the name? Kevin J. Anderson. 
and oh, I, I couldn't get through it. I got about three, four chapters in, and then I just, quit. I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I like the uh, the Alan Dean Foster stuff, and I read the uh, oh, what was his name, Admiral Thrawn? Oh, yeah, the Timothy's on. Yeah, yeah, those first three books, I think. Yeah, those were fantastic. Well, and you 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 remember this then? There was like no Star Wars from 1983 until those books came out. Exactly. There, I mean, there were no toys. There well, was, there was, I mean, besides the stupid cartoons and the uh, the Ewok adventure. <laughs> yeah, but those were even all done by 1985. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was like littler kids than us. You know, people yeah, it was you, done. It had run its course, and it was finished, and, and Kenner was uh, trying to figure out what to do. And, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that was the thing, is that basically there was no Star Wars for years, which seems weird now. Because we just, you know, Empire or Return of the Jedi, that was the end of the story, and they tried a couple cartoon series that didn't work, and that was that, kids. No more Star you know, Wars. I honestly remember in 1983, and then when 1986 rolled around, I'm thinking, okay, we're due for another Star Wars. Is he going to make movie number seven? Because I remember Lucas saying there's nine films. I do, too. You know, and I, I kept saying, yeah, where's number seven? And then 1987 went by and so on. It's like, oh, it's never happening. Yeah. I remember we had a magazine, and one of my uncles or my cousin or somebody had it, and it was from 79 or 80. And it not only told you that Darth Vader was a Jedi that got chopped up by Obi-Wan and then burned up in a volcano, um, which is strange that that's what they actually ended up doing because it was so, so many years in advance. That idea was at least concrete. Right, but it also said that Star Wars was going to be a nine-part movie. It was going to be four, five, and six, and then the story of Darth Vader and Obi Wan, and then pick up thirty years later with Luke Skywalker as the Obi Wan character. I mean, it said this in there. Hmm. Wish I could find that thing now, because now it just sounds like something I made up. But um, yeah, I know for a while Lucas was denying it too that hmm. there would ever be a seven, eight, and nine. Oh yeah, and apparently. Well, he says a lot of things. Oh, he does. <laughs> Look, you know, the guy, he's one of those creative guys. He's got ideas, and yes, and he's a, he's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with one of the big problems with the prequels was he got his way on everything. Well, there was nobody to tell him no. Those were the biggest, right. yeah. Those were the biggest independent films ever made, which is like him and a pencil going, uh, "No, we're just going to do this no matter what." Right. And, oh, did you ever hear that they actually wanted a child Han Solo on that battle at Kashyyyk in uh, Revenge of the Sith? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, it would have been terrible. I what they're going to do with this young Han Solo thing. Is is that really happening? Is that... Is that yes. Larry Kasdan is writing it. Alrighty. And so, yeah, I've always been under the impression that Solo was uh, part of the Empire somehow, and was supposed to kill Chewbacca, but changes his mind and defects. So we've got a Finn echo there, maybe. Yeah, that's and that's to be to be certain. That's the story as I understood I don't think it. He was a, like a trooper or anything. I think he was probably a tech or something. But maybe he was a janitor. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. He would have known about the trash compactors. Well, he he already did. He had a first. He, he, did, he didn't know not to shoot the door. Well, that's a good point, huh? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Well, maybe magnetic ceiling was new at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you said in the last one. There's been no move in their tech at all. Yeah, and, and that's part of the charm of Star Wars. It's just that's you know that's just background stuff. The, the story's in the in the family. Well, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the thing I've always enjoyed about Star Wars is how the world building. It's like 
at the beginning of The Force Awakens is BBH rolling away from the battle and that alien pops up out of the ground and just kind of right. looks around. Right. They don't There's no follow through for that yeah. at all. It's just, hey, here's one of the things that kind of creeps around in the desert on this planet. Right. Just like when outside of Jabba's Palace when that, that Muppet eats the little thing, the little frog up towards the corner. Yeah. There's you know, always, the giant tongue zaps out there. Yeah, there's always a great, you know, little great details in the background like that. Right. Well, let me throw out my that big controversial theory of mine. And it's this, this is more of a joke than anything, and you've mentioned it before, is that, you know, if, if Luke is her dad, then who's the mom? And my joke is it's Leia. Because they're, you know, I know that's not true. I'm, they're not going to take a Game of Thrones approach, but that would still be awfully fun if they did. Well, then <laughs> it, would, it would explain the power, you know. I mean, she's a double, a double Skywalker, a <laughs> double Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be an interesting spin, I, I think. But it's yeah, it's obviously just you know me being funny. I, yeah, I don't see Disney doing that necessarily. <laughs> that's um. They would they would clean that one up somehow. Yeah, it would uh, be fun though. Yeah. It would explain away the Mary Sue thing. <laughs> well, and do you do you really see her as a Mary Sue character? Because I I don't. Not the least bit. She's more reactionary than anything. Yeah, she's not you know you know leaping into the fray and avoiding everything. She's scared out of her mind when she's being chased through the forest by Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she's terrified. He he freezes her and then just waves his hand and knocks her out. That's you know. It's not like she's the unbeatable foe. Right. Well, yeah, and the Mary Sue thing has gotten way out of control. I think now if you have a semi-competent woman in a story, she runs the risk of being called a Mary Sue when right. that's, that's not what it is. Yeah, it's... Is it an anti-feminist kind of thing? I don't know, but it, sadly, it's it goes in that direction. That's definitely the way it comes off. You, oh, you can't have a strong female, you know? It's like, come on. Exactly. Yeah, well, did you see that men's right group claims that it cost Star Wars $4.2 million by not showing up? No. <laughs> and I'm thinking, out of, you know, this movie's going to be the fastest over a billion dollars, or it already is, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and do you really think you're $4.2 million? I can see Disney telling you to stuff that up your ass. You know, it, I just, you know, that is such a ridiculous thing. You know, men, men's yeah. rights. Uh, Force Awakens is $1.6 billion right now. Yeah. So that four point a box office mojo. Yeah, so four point two million isn't even a pimple on a fat man's ass when it comes to that kind of money. No, that's the that's the pocket change they gave Harrison Ford. Yeah. Here's some here's some spending money for you. Go get yourself something nice. Get your wife some more cosmetic surgery. Yeah, while, you're, while you're lipping around there here. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> that was kind of terrible. I remember when, when that report came out about him breaking his leg, I was like, Oh god, now we're never gonna get that movie. And didn't he break it on the Falcon's uh, landing strut or the ramp or something? I it, I believe it was a door or a, a ramp, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's Han Solo getting his leg broke by his own ship. That's that's funny. I'm sorry, but that is funny. It is, but I was actually kind of terrified. I was just like, no, we're never going to get these movies. Yeah, then he crashes plane, like, what, three months later? <laughs> oh, but he crashes his plane all the damn time. I swear to God, if there's a lost puppy somewhere, he flies out to get it back. We're going to wrap it up there for tonight. I want to remind everybody, if you want to reach out and say something to us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast, on our website at geekishcast.com, or on Twitter, you'll find us at thegeekishcast. Also, we are now on the Tangent Bound Network, which can be found at tangentboundnetwork.com. Please rate us and review us anywhere you find us. 
please check out the other shows on the Tangent Bound Network. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.